Hi, you are listening to the Tita's Declassified Survival Guide with me, your host, Tita V. We talk about tips, tricks, and tools on how you can survive and hopefully thrive your personal and professional life. Please don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. On to today's topic! Disclaimer! Please note that all opinions expressed by me and my guests are entirely our own and does not reflect those of any organizations, groups, or companies. So do take what you hear from here with a grain of salt, as you should with anything that you listen to or watch. Back to the podcast! Hi everyone! Tita B is back! And today's episode is quite different because it focuses in answering BPO or call center industry questions. In particular, this episode is for call center or BPO newbies that have limited exposure to the industry or um, interested in knowing more or possibly people who, for people who want to pursue a career in the BPO industry. As always, just like what my disclaimer says, what I mention here are entirely my opinion backed by my experience. Speaking of which, I feel like I have to mention my credentials so that you can be assured that my answers come from a place of knowledge. So I've been working in the call center industry for more than 10 years. I'm not gonna mention exactly how long it is because you will have an idea on how old I am. So, I started out as an agent, fresh out of school, and worked my way to where I am right now. I've been in several different departments. Um, I've been in learning and development or training. I've been in operations, instructional or learning design, knowledge management, leadership development, performance and innovation, and project management. Yes, there are several departments in a call center or BPO. We don't just take calls or handle chats or email customers. Nope, nope. A lot of different foreign companies rely on what our people, particularly what the Filipino people can do to adapt and to help their businesses. Thus, they outsource the business. So that's where the term BPO or business process outsourcing if i'm correct comes from now the goal of this episode is to not only answer these questions that i have prepared um, or researched but to also shed light and hopefully debunk any misconceptions that you might have and with that if you choose to pursue a career in the bpo industry you will be equipped hopefully to serve thrive or at least if you have people um, that you know who are working in the industry, this will help you relate to them better. Um, for today, I have level one questions, meaning that they are open-ended. But of course, no worries because I will be adding an explanation on the answers to, to on my answers rather um, to these questions. First off is our call center jobs hard so the answer is yes and no i would say no if you think about the job as just taking calls or answering emails or chatting with customers 
I think that's an oversimplification of, on, of what we do in the industry, rather. Because the truth is, depending on what program you get assigned to, you might get pretty straightforward tasks or more complicated ones. It also depends on your strengths. So let's say you are a techie person and you're put in a technical account, so that might be your forte. Um, as opposed to if you're a technical person who doesn't really have any sales experience and then you get put into a sales uh, account. So prior to you taking or making calls, you also need to be certified because you need to be equipped to cater to the client's customer's needs. So you need to pass training and learn how to use the software or the tools that are used by the program and the number of tools varies, again, depending on the client or the program or the industry. You need to be certified of also to know the process of the program because you need to be able to follow the rules and regulations of the program, which is on top of the rules and regulation of the call center company. You need to know how to use the hardware. So the difficulty level depends on your skill and your ability to adapt to what the program calls for. Okay, next questions. Sorry, next question <laughs> rather. Are call center jobs stressful? I'm, I'm sure you might have heard a lot of um, call center people who, who say that talking to customers might be stressful, the, the workload might be stressful, stressful rather. So what I can say about it is that, in my opinion, like any other jobs, call center jobs can be stressful as well because of the same reasons. So that's job demands, support, the working environment, changes in the environment, and so forth, because it is a typical workplace. Are you stressed that you'll get a rude customer? You can encounter that in a different line of work. Are you feeling that you're going to be stressed because of the graveyard shift? Well, that comes with expectations that are set before you sign that contract. Because you might get into a program that caters to different time zones. Are you feeling that you might feel pressure with the different changes because you're new that can happen in a typical work environment because pressure might not stem from being in whatever industry you're in but the root cause might be internal or external environmental factors let's say the people around you the systems that you're using the responsibilities and so forth so my advice would be to step back and look at the root cause of the pressure that you're feeling because anyone can feel pressure at any place next up um this is uh, one of my favorite questions for this set. It is, are call center jobs dead end? Personally, I don't think so. There are several roles that you can consider if you're looking for growth and you will be exposed to that once you're in the industry. When I started out, I thought there was only operations and I do hear people think and say that it's a dead end job when I was new. Look at it this way, if you enter a job with one foot out of the door, 
then you're making that decision then and there that this job is not worth it. It's a dead-end job. But if you treat the job that you have as a career while you're there for the time being and that you're grateful for the opportunity that allows you to put food on the table, then you'll not see it as dead-end. There are a lot of opportunities for development and growth. There are different specializations. There are different programs. There are different departments. And some even get to apply their degree in the BPO industry, even though they started as agents and took the job for the sake of having a job. On the other hand, I've seen people who are content on what they're doing, but really, but not really want to step up or maybe they don't have the time to invest in there's no shame in that that doesn't mean that they're in a dead-end job they choose to stay in that level or in that specific line of work because as an agent you get to clock out once your shift ends you're free <laughs> to go home um or maybe they don't need the added responsibility because their hands are full maybe with their family or other personal ventures for me any job can feel like a dead-end job if you hate it or choose to hate it or be negative about it when i became a knowledge specialist i was told that i was in a dead-end job that that's where dreams die because what's next there's no growth I think I can safely say at this point that that's not the case and that's not true. Because if you think there's no growth in where you are, you can choose to find it. It can happen. I am an example of that. Okay, so the time goes by very quickly. We are now at our last question and it is our call center jobs contractual. Now there are project-based and permanent roles and there are part-time and full-time arrangements as well and these sometimes um, happen because of um, the holiday surge and there's an influx of calls and we need more people on the phones or in the chats than what we usually do for example the christmas season and then once the season ends the contract also ends bec because we don't need that many people anymore now, these types of arrangements also work well with working students or people who can't handle full-time jobs, for example, uh, for parents taking care of their kids full-time and so forth. But not all BPO companies offer this. So you'll need to inquire first in whatever company you're planning to apply to make sure that you understand what's expected of you. In my honest opinion, chasing your dreams, following your heart, and pursuing your ambitions have no deadline. And remember that everything that you experience in the span of your career always has a lesson to be learned. Either what to do better or what to do again or what not to do. So keep those things in your pocket and focus on the good. If you fall down, don't stay too long on the ground pick up that rock that caused you to trip or to stumble and use that as a step stool so that you can stand up taller what might look like um, as a waste of time or a missed opportunity may be what you need 
it may be what you need to to prepare you for your career path. As always, I want you to remind you to be grateful and be thankful for the job that you have because it helps you provide for you and your loved ones. And ultimately, that's the goal. That's the reason why why we are working, right? All right, everyone. So this has been Tita B reminding you that we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called to his purpose. And that's from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow our FB page and check out our TikTok account. And subscribe to um, our YouTube channel, The Tita's Declassified Survival Guide. I will see you on my next podcast. Take care and God bless.